Good evening, everyone. Sunday night is here again, and so are we. Thank you for coming by. This is George Watkins. <clears throat> this is our regular Sunday night meeting at 6 p.m. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're tuning in to a, the recording of this later, whatever day it is, thank you for stopping by. Hey, what does it mean when God says, let there be light? Well, we know that's Genesis 1 when the creation came into being. And he spoke light and light became there <laughs> because he is the light, right? I want to deal with that today a little bit, if we can, that darkness is not a force. It is just the absence of light. My little grandchildren are at the age and the stage in life when flashlights are a big deal. So when they come to visit or we're watching over them for a few hours, we usually end up building a fort in the middle of the front room with blankets and chairs and pillows, cushions. They crawl in there and it's dark and they love to get one of grandpa's flashlights and take it in there because when they turn it on, all that darkness in there runs away. In my notes below, I uh, encouraged you to do an experiment with me. Go into a dark room, um, you know, in the middle of the day, you can find one somewhere and flip the switch. We call it a light switch, don't we? Now, why do we call it a light switch? Why don't we call it a dark switch? So we could go there and turn it and darkness would come. No, <laughs> we call it a light switch because when we flip the switch, darkness goes away. Now, when you do that, listen closely to see if you have any resistance, a voice shouting out or crying out. I'm not going this time. I resist light. No, darkness cannot resist light because God is the dominant force in the world, which he, he is the light of the world. Now, Jesus is referred to as the light of the world, but we know that God came in Jesus. That's why God literally hung on the cross. When Jesus was on the cross, it was God himself on the cross, being sacrificed for the redemption of mankind back to the Father's heart. Now, this whole issue of light then, the scriptures say, tell us that we have been delivered out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Between the fall of Adam and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that slice of history was dominated by the gods of this earth. Those gods of this earth originated when God created sons. <clears throat> Psalms uh, 81 will give you a little snapshot when he's in the council of heaven, council of the sons have come and so forth. 
Now, we also see some, some um, illustration of that when the sons of God in Genesis 6 came and married women on earth or mated with them and produced giants. That's that connection. Now, those sons that were created had a rank in the God level. The God level, not being the Lord God, not being the Father God, but in that son level. He made them in that uh, Elohim is the word for it. Now, those were the gods that dominated the nations. They dominated them because they had given they had been given direction by God Himself to rule over nations under the auspices, you know, the ruling the principles of the Father. Well, they rebelled. They went awol, and they became the gods of the earth that ruled with their own particular evil. Those gods dominated until Jesus came and became the master, conquered the enemy, broke the back of the enemy. When that happened, darkness was taken in captivity. He took captive captivity and he bound the, the, the spirit of darkness, the power of darkness, the gods of darkness, so forth. Now, why am I bringing that up? Because in this season we live, this age we live in, there are a number of Christians around you that you may know that believe that darkness can come in and take our life over, that the devil, in many cases, is more powerful than God because all of a sudden all this evil comes in or some kind of tragedies and and all the things that come from that. Even some of the books that have been popular about Satan being alive and well on planet Earth, etc. All that magnifies the fact that darkness has power and that darkness has the ability to conquer light. It doesn't. It 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 has been destroyed at the cross and resurrection. Darkness, the gods of the earth, the spirit of the enemy, the power of sin and death and hell has all been conquered at the death, resurrection and ascension of Jesus. Now, why is that important? How 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 is that important to to you and I as we're walking through and living this life? It's because if we don't see it, we become blind to it. And if we're blind to it, we can't see the potential that we have or the design that God made us. And religion, in the sense where the elders in the New Testament, where they, they stopped the people from going in and, and they wouldn't go in and they wouldn't go through the door of revelation, and yet they tried to stop the people. In this current age we live in, there are those that do not understand what God has done to you and I as human beings. He has redeemed us back to himself. Now, the gods of this world then can blind us, and even though we have been redeemed back to God 
we live in darkness. And darkness will dominate and rule when we are blinded to the light. Now, how do we see the light? How does light come to us? Well, Paul said that he was going to the nations to tell them that the light of God had come to them already. He was announcing the fact that on the cross and resurrection, the light of God had come to all the nations. The Jews in their tradition didn't know it, didn't believe it. And even the, new, the disciples had a tough time with Paul going to the Gentiles. Peter even had to have a revelation in that trance that he had as he was waiting for, you know, lunch to be made. He went into a trance and God brought those, that sheet down with all the animals on it that he couldn't eat. And God says, eat. Now, that was a breakthrough because he, he went then with, with the uh, non-Jewish men to, to the uh, house of a non-Jew and told them about the gospel. That was a big deal, that God was going to go to the nations, and the nations already were released to come into the light of God. They had been given the light of God. That's what the gospel is. It's an announcement of the good news. I want to read out. I want to read Ephesians 4.18. I'm looking in my mirror Bible. The life of this of their design seemed foreign to them because their minds are darkened through a hardened heart ruled by ignorance. Our minds can be darkened by a hardened heart that's ruled by ignorance. Now, when I have personally a revelation as a, as a teacher, minister, prophet, an expounder of God's word, when I have a revelation such as healing, let's take that. That's generally accepted in the Pentecostal world and charismatic world. And the, the revelation of healing to us is that we can lay hands in the sick and see them recover. Rewind a few decades back to when John Wimber, the one who was one of the founders of the uh, of a great movement uh, back in the 70s, where he discovered that you could pray for the sick. And to him, that was such a revelation that he began, it began to be one of his key uh, points one of his key messages power evangelism was his uh, was his theme for years and he would uh, he would they would pray for the sick for length of time until they got a healing now that was a revelation but there were many around in those in that uh, world that he was in that were blind to that they could not see it until he preached it and and experienced it and demonstrated it and then the blindness came off and light came in now that's happened to every generation 
our great our great healers, faith healers, as we as as they have been dubbed. They are people just like you and I that pray in faith and in the name of Jesus. But that that's just one example of a blindness. Now you take the blindness in the church to prophecy or the blindness in the uh, in the body of Christ to the fact that we need to have authority, take authority over the evil that tries to permeate us. And we call it deliverance from enemy, from the enemy, deliverance from bondage. You take, you take the fact that many, many are blind to the fact that you can believe God for prosperity. Now that's not greediness and, you know, going to be porked out on money. So I'm such, I'm just a, a big greedy rich guy. No, prosperity means I'm successful and part of my success is financial and health. Paul said, beloved, I wish above all things thou mayest prosper. That's successful. Be in health even as thy soul prospers. That's a, that's. There's many blind to that. They've got their eyes covered over through ignorance. And because of that, darkness can rule where you are blind to it. Now, when the light of God comes and removes the blindness, then the power of light always breaks the power of darkness. That's what preaching is about. That's why we talk about the good things of God so that it will penetrate the blind eyes, the hardened hearts, and they will come into the realization that God is in the business of releasing, healing, loving, recovering, being a father, a good father to us. Scripture says it is the goodness of God that brings us to repentance. Let me flip over to um, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 in the, in the, in the uh, Mirror Bible. The survival and self-improvement programs of the religious system of this world veil the minds of the unbelievers. Their ignorance about their true or origin and their redeemed innocence is covered over, is ignored or blinded. They have been redeemed but because they're blind to it, they can't receive it and live the life of God. That's what Jesus does to us when we, quote unquote, get saved. The blindness comes off. Ignorance has been dispelled by the gospel. And the gospel tells us that God has redeemed us back to himself. And we say, I receive. Yes. Amen. It's a powerful thing to realize that darkness has no power in our life. It goes on to say the veil of unbelief obstructs a person's view and keeps them from seeing what the light of the gospel so clearly reveals. The glory of God is the image and likeness of our maker redeemed in human form. This is what the gospel of Christ is all about. Hallelujah. Well, I wanted to share that with you tonight on this Sunday night experience, that darkness isn't, has no force to it. The reason it seems powerful is because there has 
the light has not been turned on. Just like my grandkids with a little flashlight, the scripture says, let your light so shine before men that they may glorify your father, which is in heaven. Now, whoa, my light? Well, of course, because the scripture says, you are the light of the world. Why? Because the light of God has been put in us and given to us because Jesus died in the cross. We died with him. He rose from the dead. We rose with him. He ascended to heaven to be seated at the Father's right hand. We are seated in heavenly places. That's a revelation. That's the revelation that Paul taught and brought to us through the experience of face-to-face with God. He got that not from the history of Jesus walking the shores of Galilee. He got that because he went into the Spirit and the Spirit of God gave him the revelation of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Isn't that something? Isn't that powerful to know that Christ lives in me of a truth and lives in you of a truth? Let your light so shine before men and women that they may glorify your Father which is in heaven. See your good works glorify your Father. <laughs> All right, that's Sunday night for us. Thanks for coming by. Let your light shine. Take the shades down. Open up the windows. Amen. Now, we won't. <laughs> starting to preach. Oh, just keep your window clean. Put it that way. That's what holiness is all about. So the light doesn't get messed up. All right. Well, we'll see you in the morning. Don't forget to do all the things that help us on the internet. If you haven't done it yet, it's a big help to us. Subscribe and like and share. Tell somebody about the program. And it's a big help to us. Thank you for that. For those who pray for us and have given to us and are giving to us a financial blessing, big, big help as we press forward to let our light so shine before men. Amen. Oh, I tell you, I look forward to tomorrow morning. We'll be there bright and early and we'll see you to kick off a brand new week talking about the goodness of God. Until then, my voice is wearing out. <laughs> but we'll keep going. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you and let his light shine forth. <laughs>